Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, friends, and welcome back to the Heart of Dating podcast this week. I'm Kate Warman, your host, and I want to take a moment to say hello and welcome all of our brand new listeners. You guys, we have a whole bunch of fun over here at Heart of Dating, so buckle up. You're in for a treat. Now, one announcement that I wanted to share with you guys off the bat is that we have brand new podcast cover art. This is so fun. We have actually been in the works on this project for some time, but finally decided to pull the trigger. I kind of feel like my face looks like I'm about to spill some major tea. Like, guess what we're talking about today? (laughs) But in essence, that's what we do here each and every week when we talk about dating. So I'm just really excited for this little makeover. We have so many fun things happening that we're pumped to talk to you about, but this is a really fun and exciting new update for Heart of Dating. And then friends, don't miss out on our other huge announcement right now, which is the Heart of Dating Conference coming at you live on July 25th. This conference was built with you in mind, both singles and dating couples. And though I know I'm a little biased, I really do believe that we have some of the absolute best speakers in the Christian world coming and speaking at this conference. I've been watching their talks in advance and you guys, my mind has been blown away. I am so excited to share these messages with you. We are less than 10 days away from the launch on July 25th. And then for everyone asking, we will have some live elements that launch weekend. But you don't have to be fully free and available the entire weekend of the launch to be able to watch the conference. Listen to me, you're going to have on-demand access to the videos in the conference for an entire year, an entire year. And with the conference, you're going to get a watch guide. It will tell you some ways that we suggest slicing and dicing the content to really make it work best for you. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, head over to heartofdatingconference.com and then use code HODC10 for 10% off. All right, y'all, time to get into the episode for today. I brought on my friend Chaz Smith. We actually got connected about a year ago through mutual friends at Initiative Network. And instantly, Chaz and I actually had a conversation about dating, kind of like a heart to heart, and I just loved him from the start. I also thought he was much older than he actually is because he just acts so wise for his age. Now, spoiler alert, Chaz has never been in a serious relationship, and today he opens up about that journey and how he has found contentment in this current season. Chaz Smith is from New Jersey, but now lives in Los Angeles. His calling is to boldly use his influence to share God's love and joy with the world through media and entertainment. For the past seven years, he's made funny, inspirational, and gospel videos on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Vine, rest in peace. But now he's focusing on making music, live streaming on Twitch, and his most recent project, which includes launching a podcast called Simply Put with Chaz Smith. A few other desires of his are to host a talk show for teens that invites influential people to have lighthearted conversations about difficult topics, start a clothing brand that's all about recognizing unseen people and places, 
write and produce films that speak to people in ways that aren't possible with words and lead an awesome God-fearing family one day. See you guys, I told you I just love Chaz's heart already. Today, you guys, Chaz really shares vulnerably, and I think this is a conversation that so many of you are going to be able to relate to. So without further ado, my conversation with Chaz Smith. Chaz Smith, my brother, welcome to Heart of Dating. What's up? Thank you for having me, Kate. (laughs) I'm so excited for you to be here. And I got to say this, we were going to do this podcast in person. And then I was like, wait a second, COVID is still happening. So I'm sad that we aren't doing it in person right now. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) unfortunate. We only live like, what, 15 minutes away? I know, like 12 minutes away here in LA. It's such a bummer. Yeah, (laughs) Like so close, but so far. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited to have you on today, friend. And I'm just really excited for people to get to know you in the heart of dating community because I... What's up, everybody? Hey, yo. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) (laughs) And I love getting to have personal friends on. And you're you're a friend. We met... I'm not sure when exactly we met. Sometime last year. And we have a bunch of mutual friends and connections. And I also love not only getting to have someone on that I know, but also somebody who's single because you actually understand what's going on right now yeah as much or or the complete opposite i'm not sure what it is (laughs) one or the other well i'm so excited so Chaz, for people who don't know exactly who you are or what you do they're gonna love you once they find out about you today but will you share a bit about who you are and what you're passionate about yeah so i'm a dude who loves jesus and i really care about just using my voice influence whatever I have to be a light, particularly through media and entertainment. I make videos on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. I used to make videos on Vine. That's where I started. I'm starting a podcast. (gasps) Heyo. That's something else. I got a gaming channel on Twitch. I make music. I travel and speak at different places. And uh, I just try to be vulnerable on the internet and kind of what I'm feeling led to just break these highlight real stereotypes and tropes yeah. that we got on social media because that's really unhealthy and I don't like it. But uh that's a bit about who I am I and love what it. I do. You know, it's so cool what you do too, Chaz, because you bring people in, I think, first with like laughs and smiles and who doesn't want to laugh and to smile. And I feel like especially in this season, we've been in in 2020 with first COVID hitting us and just so many other things that we've been going through as a country and then as a world, you know, there is we need some light and laughter in our lives right now. (laughs) You know, We need some of that. So I've been loving following you along in this particular season, especially because you bring a lot of laughter, you crack me up, like you seriously do. And and you also just have such an awesome, serious, like gentle and real side to you that just loves Jesus. So it's, it's incredible. So I just love that about you, Chaz. And you mentioned that you're launching a podcast. Will you tell us a little bit about that, which is really exciting? Yeah. So the whole reason why I decided to get on social media in the first place was because I've always had this desire to have a talk show to bring up conversations about topics that people tend to sweep under the rug or misunderstand or just feel uncomfortable talking about. I've wanted to do that for over a decade since I was in middle school. And um, I started a YouTube channel because I was like, oh, I guess I could start talking about stuff on the internet through YouTube with this, build a following there. Like that same year Vine came out and I was just doing it for fun. And that's what ended up blowing up and (laughs) built 
a platform pretty much for me to finally be able to do this stuff. So last year I shot a proof of concept for the talk show at the YouTube space in New York. It was like a full circle moment because before I was even born, my mom's first career was she was the first live talk show host and co-producer of BET's first live talk show. Oh, um, wow. That's amazing. For like three or four years. And without me ever having seen an episode of her show, that was like the first thing that I said I wanted to do also. Wow. Oh, I um, love that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. So we did that last year and then realized like we could continue to keep it going with less production and heavy lifting and more output if we were to turn it into a podcast and even build a following with that. So yeah, it's going to be released in series, like our first series on racism, second series is going, or then like the next series are going to be on music and other ones, mental health and then like sexual assault. We're going to do cover a bunch of different topics that are just both heavy and lighthearted, but we'll talk about them the lighthearted side of them as well as like the heavy side of stuff. Mm. So it's going to be really cool and I'm excited for it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for it. So (laughs) I can't wait. I hope everyone gets, what's it called? It's called Simply Put. Yes. Difficult conversations in simple terms with extraordinary people. Oh my gosh, look at look at that. That sounds like an awesome book title too. Just going to put that out there for you, Chaz. Oh, maybe that might be a little something Just like down the road. a little something something, right? You got so much going on. Well, I I I love that simply put and having hard conversations. I love that the first one you're fo- focusing on is racism. We need that right now. A few weeks ago, I we were on a joint call and I got to, you just spoke about your mom. Well, I got to see her on this call and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this woman is something else. Right. You, yeah. she is yeah. just, you were brought up with such an incredible mother and it is so cool that to just see you as a man, like following in some of her footsteps, but also really impacting your generation and talking about topics that need to be discussed and figuring out how how to combine Christianity and spirituality into all of this. So mm-hmm. I just commend you, brother. It's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, now we're t- going to move the conversation into my favorite topic, which you and I actually as friends have talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, I want to talk about singleness and dating and Absolutely. what that has looked like for you. <laughs> and this could also you, be. You definitely <laughs> shared the spaghetti waffle analogy here. Oh my gosh, yes, I have. Everybody already knows about that. But we should share that one more time just in case because people may have not heard it. Do you want to share it or shall I? (laughs) I'll share it based on what I remember and then you can clean up my mess, I guess. No, you got it. (laughs) So Kate claims that men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. Yes. How might you ask? Well, with waffles, when you, I guess... You think about like the holes in waffles, they're in different compartments. And if you pour syrup into them, it's like it can only fill up in one area at a time. And can t- I'm blab- babbling. I feel like I don't really have this. Yeah, you got it. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> All right. So bottom line is like men, men com- compartmentalize things. I'm not sure the, which syllable has, which syllable has the emphasis in that word. Compartmentalizing. Maybe there's two. I don't know. Anyway, that's what men do. We can only have conversations or think about one thing at a time, or most of us, at least that's how I feel right now. (laughs) And this is what always gets women. When women ask a guy, like, what are you thinking right now? And the guy's like, nothing. And we're like, what? Really just be thinking about nothing. Like, just chill. Nothing? Just... (laughs) 
like, just like, and we like, always don't believe it. We're like, there's no way. <gasps> He's like, really thinking about how he doesn't like my outfit. Just tumbleweeds <laughs> rolling through the through the desert. Yeah, seriously. The cooler. <laughs> it is so funny. And until I understood a bit, of course, we're generalizing. But until I understood more of this like waffle concept, I was like, oh, my gosh. I I really don't believe that guys just think about nothing, but actually I do sometimes believe that guys just think about nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just empty and because like yeah. I feel like at least I can speak for myself. I feel like I need to think about nothing in order for my brain to not overheat and explode. Because <laughs> I any other time I I think most of the time I'm either overthinking. Oh Thinking about nothing or just having a random train of thought <laughs> that's going wherever. I guess the random trains of thought are equivalent to nothing sometimes too. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> oh this. What are you thinking about? Um, I I was thinking about whether, like yesterday when I went to In and Out, I bit into the burger and the tomato slipped out the side, and I was like, that's kind of gross. <laughs> like that's the type of stuff we be thinking about. Like just straight up. Yeah. Women, on the other hand. No, think I'm, about everything all at once like spaghetti it's just like you think about a single noodle just trailing through a clump of spaghetti it's just all over the place like <laughs> go from how they're they need to get their nails done to oh i was talking to my friend yesterday about how we're just so sick and tired of blah blah blah, blah and then trailing to something else and then that's and then during those times the dude's just like yep uh-huh like yeah. what just happened Word, you- <laughs> that's crazy wow <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, what do you think? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> about what? <laughs> which, which strand of spaghetti? What are we talking about? I don't know. So, yes, that's that's. This is the heart of dating podcast. Everybody, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> tune in next time. <laughs> we have just solved everyone's problems by letting yeah. them know men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti. You're but if any guy has ever been to a girls' night or witnessed more than one girl at a time talking, they will see this happen. We start on one subject, we go to the next, then we go to a third subject, then we're like, "What were we talking about?" And it literally is the comp compilation of every girl's night that I've ever been to (laughs) point blank that is what happens and so it's funny because the point is that guys and girls this is a generalization but we're obviously different we're built in different ways and not every guy compartmentalize and not every woman jumps to thing to thing but for the most part we kind of are like that so we gotta laugh I want to jump into some of your past dating life and um, so actually as we were talking preparing for this episode I as I understand it you actually never been in a relationship is that right not a legit not like a a legit relationship there's like two experiences that were Kind of, but I wouldn't, I don't feel like they're worth legitimizing. Yeah, like uh, a, it was a opinion. true relationship. Like you, yeah, exactly. Just testing yeah, out the like, waters. Mm-hmm. Not even. I was in fourth grade for one and eighth grade for the other. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God. And I think they both lasted for a total of four months combined. <laughs> so, uh, oh, puppy that, love. <laughs> wait, three, was it three months or three weeks? Oh my huh. gosh. Yeah. Well, that, oh, that's, yeah. It, this is yeah. three months is a long relationship for a fourth grader. For no, that was in eighth grade. The fourth okay. grade was like, yeah, not that. And what's crazy? I don't, women mature faster than dudes. I don't get this, but somehow this girl had the knowledge in fourth grade. I didn't even like her at first. Like she somehow manipulated me into becoming attracted to her by first, like she was all into me. It was clear. I was like, oh, I don't like you like that. Ugh, stop. 
Um, and then she started paying me no attention and just only would talk to my best friend and would oh ignore me all the time. I was like, yo. And it was it turned into just me wanting her attention. Right, because she was like first like me, like me, like me. And then yeah. she, yep. And then she's like making you interested. You're, she, you're opening your eyes like, okay, yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, and then. Rejection. I was like, hold up. I'm, I'm worth it. Why not talk to me? What happened? You know? wait, wait, what just happened? I'm just warming up to the idea. Where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't actually like her. I just wanted her attention and affirmation. So I was in fourth grade. Oh my gosh. Eighth grade. Uh, there was a pretty much, long story short. I liked the girl. She liked me. We both hug, we let it let each other know and pretty much just hugged each other when we saw each other in the hallways. That was, that was basically it. She ended up talking to one of my quote unquote another best friend. I, yeah, I, I learned about friendship in middle school. And oh yeah, but she was uh, no, she didn't. Uh, my friend, you can hear the air quotes. <laughs> ended up talking to her behind my back, and I found out. I was like, "Yo, just stop talking to him. That's crazy. Like, why are you doing it?" Uh, it was kind of like a repeat of yeah. what happened before grade and she's like okay fine and she kept talking to him i was like all right uh peace <laughs> cool oh uh, my gosh that's terrible another well, moment that shaped me actually i'll share one more yes <laughs> so please like, do and people will laugh at this but this like childhood stuff really hits no you know? it does yeah it yeah do. It, it do be hitting though so there's this girl i had a crush on from pre-k to third grade and um there was one day in third grade where i finally worked up the courage to tell her to her face <laughs> and by worked up the courage i mean i was blackmailed by another girl in the class who oh had God. double pinky promised with a thumb touch that she wouldn't tell. No. But she told, she said she was going to tell anyway. I was like, no, please. Oh Why would you do that? You just said you weren't going to. And she was like, well, then you have to tell her. I was like, what? I don't want to. That's the whole purpose of the whole like secret pranky promise <laughs> thing that we, she's not supposed to know. I just had to get it off my chest. She's like, well, I'm going to tell her. I was like, oh, fine. I'm going to do it at recess, whatever. So recess comes around and I'm like mad, nervous, you know, sweating in my, uh, like through side extra small polo shirt whatever because we had to wear polos and khakis to school in oh third my grade. Gosh. Um y'all remember those like you pop the collar or wear like oh, two yeah. polos at the same time. Oh like two the, polos. The you wear like white underneath arms, and you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah like that's the the, the private school swag. Oh my god <laughs> and so I was like mad nervous walking up to her. Um she was with one of her friends. I was walking with the other girl who's like blackmailing me or whatever and for a split second after this girl's like, hey, Chaz has something to tell you for a split second. I'm like, hmm, maybe she might like me back. <laughs> There's hope. What? There's hope here. Yes. And so I look up and I'm like, um, I like you. And so y'all know that meme of the girl, you know, the meme of the girl who's like oh my just God. looking at the camera with her hand out and her neck's like stuck out. I think she's in a cafeteria or something. It's called yeah. girl with the handout meme. I yeah. Um, she looked at me like that and basically like just disgusted and then said nothing, turned around and she had like this long ponytail. I, I'm pretty sure like the tip of it slapped me in my nose and she like walked off and her friend looked at me and was like, ah, and then the girl who told me to tell her, was like, oh, oh, well, and walked away like satisfied or whatever. Like she just ate a five course meal or something. I don't know. And I just stood there crying like, dang, this sucks. So then the fourth grade thing happened and then the eighth grade thing. And then, uh, and then yeah, you're like, so I'm, now I'm done with I'm like, women. You know right I'm now. not going to talk to, 
Huh? Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to talk to ladies. I'm not talking to nobody for the rest of my life. Until, <laughs> I'm not talking to nobody till I'm married. That's like, <laughs> that's real. No, that's, that's not what happened. But yeah, um, no, nah, but for real, like I've just had this strong belief since I was pretty young, regardless of all that stuff mm. that uh, it's worth the wait. And also just this idea that when you get into a relationship with somebody, you're either going to break up with them or get married. Like if marriage is the goal, you know, like it's yeah. one or the other. So I don't see the point in being in a relationship with somebody unless I really believe like, yo, I could spend the rest of my life with this person. Mm. Because if I don't believe that, if I don't believe it's at least see like strong potential yeah. and, a, and a, an extreme lack of red flags, <laughs> then getting into a relationship without that knowledge is just like, all right, we're building emotions or like you know building memories with each other and just uh an attachment in a way yeah and attachment yeah and like for what reason like this is you know yeah well, if are, and that's mature because so many people and myself included in that equation in the past have been in relationships where you know it may not go anywhere or maybe you or maybe you also secretly just hope the person will change. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you also are more afraid of the rejection than yeah. and being alone than you are entering into an unhealthy marriage, which is a scary yeah. thing, you know, because yeah. marriage is long lasting, hopefully, you know, as Christians, that's the goal. Uh, yeah. We don't go into it with the, oh, but there's the option of divorce, you know. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, so I think it's so mature and wise to say, you've been open potentially to dating, but like been in a relationship, that's, that's a big deal. That's a, Hey, I need to see potential in you to be able to want to spend time with you. And I'm not going to waste your time. Otherwise, I'm not going to just emotionally attach to you form a friendship relationship that turns into flirtationship, which is what I like to call it. Or a situationship, exactly. as Noah Allegra likes to call it, if y'all know who that is. Yeah, exactly. Situationship, 100%. And then the other side of it is like, yo, am I ready yet? Yeah. <laughs> what am yeah. I doing with my life? I, I really want to be in a place where I'm just totally content. Not that like the desire would be gone mm. to be in, like to be married or anything, but where I'm just like not even tripping about it. And there have been times where I felt like that. Yeah. But. I really want to be in that place consistently and really just enjoy not having the responsibility of, I guess for the lack of a better term, keeping up with somebody else's life. Mm. Cause it, I, I think it's really easy to take for granted the fact that I can just get up and go wherever I want without, you know, not without accountability. That's not what I mean, but just like, yeah. When I'm in a relationship, I'm like a, a lot of it's gonna be like, oh, hold on, let me uh, ask my wife first. Like that, that's going to be the number one relationship in my life. Yeah, and everything will like have to be passed through one another. Like we'll be one team with one purpose, one goal, one mission, all that. Yeah, um, and that's a big responsibility to have. Yeah. So right now, I want to be able to enjoy like, yo, this is the these are probably the final years or months, who knows, um, of my <laughs> life that I'll be able to really just enjoy freedom in a way that I won't have anymore once I'm married not and I'm not saying that marriage is like <laughs> you're like imprisoned or, yeah yeah I'm not saying no, that but- I'm just saying like it's so different yeah. not being in a committed relationship with somebody and committed to someone else's needs and desires and wanting to see their life have success and being a part of that 
um, yeah, and being a part of their growth. I think it's beautiful to recognize with where you're at because how old are you? I'm 25. There you go. I love it. About. Yeah. <laughs> 25. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I love that because, you know, I did date a lot when I was younger and I don't take it back. I don't regret it in the sense that I learned so much about myself. However, there's also so much like I think it was around the age of 25 that I went into my season of intentional, quote unquote, intentional singleness because I had just gotten out of a very bad relationship and kind of realized like I need to figure out who just Kate is without a relationship. I had dated for Mm -hmm. over 10 years since Mm -hmm. the freshman year of high school nonstop. Okay. Back to back to back. And so Mm -hmm. Kate by herself was not, I didn't know who that was, uh, you know, and some people may listen, say, and say like, okay, I relate to that. Or some people are like, no, I've never been in a relationship. Right. But either way we can get really confused with life identity, who we are working at our purpose for God, finding contentment in singleness. Cause what you tapped on is something I love to say is that singleness is not a disease. It's a beautiful gift where we have this extra freedom and time to do mm-hmm. things and to, to walk out God's purpose for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you touched on something super important and I think it's super wise and amazing that you're like, you know, just right now I'm still working on some things and I'm not willing to enter into something that isn't truly going to be amazing for me. Hey friends, we wanted to quickly interrupt this incredible episode today to bring to you something that we're really excited about. We hear women saying all the time, where are all the good Christian men out there? And while I know dating is frustrating, trust me, I hear it. I also know God created amazing single Christian men. If you like some proof of that, ladies, then I'd like to invite you to come see them for yourself in our Drop the Hanky digital dating program. We created this platform as a new form to online date. Basically, it's a service that features videos of Christian single men from around the world of varying ages. We post new single men on the platform daily. Here's one testimonial that we recently got and just loved. The Lord has shown me that he can bring healing from brokenness. This is what I'm experiencing as I've connected with one of the guys in the program. No, we don't enter as a blank slate, but the Lord is helping me see that my past does not dictate the future. There is hope, restoration, and reconciliation. No matter where this relationship leads, the Lord is calling me to embrace what's in front of me. That is good, that is different, and He truly makes things new. This was the best $9 I have ever spent. You guys, I just love that. We have so many testimonials like this, and we do have relationships coming from the Drop the Hanky program, which is such a testimony to what God is doing here. Now, if you want to give it a shot, I want to encourage you to come join us for $9 by visiting bit.ly forward slash drop the hanky. And also, dudes, you're not off the hook. We want you to be a part of this as well. It takes two to tango. And in order to make this program thrive, we do need guys to submit videos for the program. So if you are a single dude or if you know an eligible single Christian dude, we want to invite you to nominate them or nominate yourself. You can do this by going to bit.ly forward slash single dude. Now, I know it takes vulnerability, but guys, isn't it worth a shot to try something different and have a whole bunch of women potentially contact you and then see what happens? I'd say it is. Here's what one of the guys in our program had to say. Drop the hanky has challenged me to put myself out there knowing there would be some sort of response. 
It's 10,000 times better than a dating app. It gave me an opportunity to meet awesome women who love God. You guys, this is awesome. We'd love to see more singles of all ages come and join what we are doing. Now, in this process for you, has it, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are relate, can relate to that. They, they, you know, whether they're 25 or whether they're 30 or whatever age they are, there's a lot of our listeners who also can relate to, I've never been in a relationship before. And mm-hmm. I have heard a lot of messages from our listeners just with some of the struggles that brings for people too. And so how has that been like for you? Has there been any wrestling in those seasons with any sort of doubts or fears or really anything? Yes. And have you worked that out? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One fear that I just recently got over was this idea. And I like it, a lot of it was just during prayer, just working through where the fear even comes from. Mm. But this fear that God would make me attracted to somebody who I was not initially attracted to. And there's one thing, there's one, one, it's one thing to have a friend and be around them and like grow in attraction to them. And one day you're just like, huh? Yeah. You know what? Yes. Which does yeah, happen. This, this, mm-hmm. this work, that happens all the time. Yeah. It's another thing for it to be like, to think that God is forcing you to marry somebody. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. The, like the way, one way I heard it put was that would make him a God of bondage. Yeah. And he's not a God of bondage. He's a God of freedom. He gives us choice and free mm-hmm. will and um, leads us in the way that we should choose. He instructs us. Yeah. But he doesn't f- force us to make a decision. That's not to say that like, you know, okay, let me step back for a second. Um, So there have been plenty of times where I've been really attracted to somebody mm. and then getting to know them. It's like, ah, yeah, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like just e- yeah. either spiritually, I didn't feel like, we lined up or emotionally or mentally. Mm-hmm. And then there've been times where there've been like people I know, friends um, who are really spiritually solid, mentally, emotionally solid. And I'm like, dang, would it be wrong to say no to them? And mm. thinking that's like rejecting something or someone good who God has for me or overlooking something for something that's shallow, like physical attraction, but it's not shallow. Like Mm. God very much talks about beauty all throughout scripture. Um, So it's not, I'm not saying that looks are the most important thing. Um, I'm not saying that like, if a person doesn't have X, Y, and Z that I'm not, you know, going to be interested at all. I'm just like, I wouldn't like to settle in any area, you know? Um, And I don't think that's wrong. That's actually, I think that shows like just great belief in God wanting to be a father, God being a father who wants to give like good gifts. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very biblical thing. Like God, if I'm going to spend, if I want to spend the rest of my life with somebody and I'm believing that you could bring me somebody who I really will enjoy thoroughly in every way, of course, spiritually being the number one thing. Yeah. Um, purpose being lined up emotionally and mentally being on the same page, morally, having some common interest, even though that's not like vital. Yeah. Um, I think it is important. And then yeah. like looks, of course, like I'm gonna be waking up to this person every day of my life. Like I want to enjoy who I'm looking at. That's very real. Um, <laughs> and especially I, as a dude, like straight up. Yeah, know? no, I hear that. And what I totally agree with in, in all of what you're saying is that I think God cares about all those elements, you know? <laughs> and I think that 
I do think with attraction, there's a gray area because like you mentioned, there's mental, there's emotional, there is personality, there is spiritual, and then Mm -hmm. there's also physical. So there's all these buckets that all compile the quote unquote laws of attraction and all of them are important. And Mm -hmm. I do think the one thing I do notice though with our culture is that we do idolize the physical element so much. So I think that it is important and you have to, like you should never force something with somebody where, you know, what I do, what I practice is I've gone out with guys that initially I say they are objectively, I find them as an an attractive person, but do I find them personally attractive that much? Not really at this moment. But if I could say that they're an attractive person overall, I'm just not personally attracted to them. I might give it a shot, but I'm only going to give it a shot for a certain amount of time, you know, because at some point, like I want to be able to say that I want to kiss them, you know, (laughs) like that's Mm -hmm. true. But I've also dated lots of guys that on the first, in, in the beginning, I was really attracted to them. And then, you know, there's nothing else there. I'm like, oh, wait a second. And so what Mm -hmm. what God did show me in dating guys that initially I wasn't over the top attracted to is sometimes it didn't work out and sometimes I couldn't get there with attraction. And sometimes I actually could. And it just took a little bit of getting to know them. And then I was like, oh, they're attractive. So to me more, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it do, it's nuance. It's for sure. And I do mm-hmm. think God cares about that. And I think you're such a great person to talk about this in general, Chaz, just on your stance. And we've kind of had conversations about this just in overall, like how society we have become like a visually driven culture, especially with mm-hmm. porn, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And yes, so, absolutely. oh my gosh. So that's where I like, I'm like, oh, it is important. And we have to like, and we are the only ones that can know inside what what is my level of expectation in this bucket of physicality? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I can't judge anybody's level of desire for attraction. We can only do that inside and bring that to God. Like, am I Lord expecting something that's like something totally outlandish because I've seen it in a film somewhere? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. Like pornography is just taking over the world in a lot of ways it's so ingrained in our culture in ways that we don't even see or 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 not even really aware of even cartoons now maybe people think i'm sounding like a boomer so but like (laughs) actually so it's really astonishing how desensitized Mm. we've become to just the over sexualization of you know people yeah um and like pornography i've been open about it on like across all my social media channels yeah. pretty much that is something I've struggled with for years, like as an addiction and still have to be very cognizant and careful not to like continue to fall back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and just like being open with my friends about times where I'm feeling tempted or struggling yeah. and uh, pornography brings shame into people's life. It causes us to yeah. hold on to shame and just carry it, um, which leads to isolation it leads to self-loathing. Yeah. It leads to so many other just negative things. There's nothing positive that pornography is doing for anybody. Like that's an objective fact. Yeah, that's an mm-hmm. objective fact. It's, it's not. It's messing with. It's rewiring our brains as well, and it makes it difficult for people to be physically intimate with their spouses in multiple ways. Yeah. Um. I've heard plenty of stories about that. Like there, yeah. there should not. There, even just one of the things that's one of the greatest things that fuels the pornography industry is human sex trafficking yeah people being made to do things against their will 
not just in like I guess trigger warning, not just in rape fantasy videos, but also in videos that look like nothing is wrong. There are people who are being forced and coerced to do a lot of things that they don't want to do and they can't get out of it. Like there's so many horrible things about this industry and it's difficult. And so there's so much shame that's added to it on both sides. What I've learned is that one of the greatest um, champions against shame is vulnerability and just being honest and open, um, not only for ourselves, which helps ourselves um, just break the, out of that bondage, um, but also helps others to be more honest and open and vulnerable. Like friends that I have who've opened up about things in certain ways have, like, it's just been at times healing for myself. It's amazing. Like we all know the scriptures, like what's kept in the darkness remains in the dark, like the light um, has overcome the darkness. Yeah. Light has shined in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. Yeah. Whatever ever in the darkness will come to the light. Um, mm. Confess your sins and be he healed. Do we hear all these things, but how often do we actually apply it? Yeah. Um, Because it's so freeing when we actually do. Yeah, which I've learned in just my, my personal struggles with it. And that's why I think it's easy in singleness to feel really worn down by loneliness, which can lead to such things as, A, we mentioned it before, just settling in a relationship and, and being like, well, this isn't that great of a relationship or I'm not that attracted to this person or they're just, I'm just, it's, I just need companionship, you know, that'll lead people, loneliness can lead people into to those unhealthy, unwise decisions. And then mm -hmm. it can also lead people into these temptations. And so I am so like, I just so respect your journey of being honest, being vulnerable and fighting for yourself within that in partnership with mm -hmm. God. And I know that community is a huge part of that journey for you. And how is that like kind of played into really fulfilling your heart, keeping you accountable and, you know, allowing you to even combat some of that, those fears yeah. and, and temptations. Yeah. Um, community wise, uh, I've, there's one friend in particular who I have who like, we talk, we check in with each other every single Monday morning, um, just to see how we're doing, how we've been in the past week. Not that we don't talk to each other throughout the week, but, um, that's just a time for us to really open up and be accountable about where our hearts are at, where our desires are at, our minds are at about everything, but, uh, definitely about where we're at with in our, just sexual purity as well. Um, I have other friends who like we talk periodically in a group chat and uh, get on like FaceTime, pray with each other, just talk about whatever, um, but know that we're all people who we can just be straight up with. And like, there's no BS, not frightened or anything. You can just be open with each other. And we always um, seek to restore one another and just tell each share like truths with one another, share God's heart with each other. And just like, just knowing who those close friends of mine um, peers, mentors who are above me who I could talk to, and as well as people who I'm seeking to uh, like disciple and bring up yeah. as well. Like yeah. just being honest and open and vulnerable with each other, which can be the hardest thing to do at times, but it's so worth it. It's yeah. so worth it for real. And I think it's so powerful too for you as a man to say that because I've studied a bit of masculinity. We had an episode a few weeks ago about just what does it mean to be a good man? And my friend Nathan Clarkson wrote a book called Good Man. And we talked about how it, it's actually in today's culture really hard for specifically 
men to feel safe to be vulnerable because we are brought up in this culture of like keep it all together and you're Mm -hmm. a mama's boy if you cry and you know just be a man and swallow it and you know try to just be strong you know Mm -hmm. but the reality is that men have emotions and feelings and struggles that need to be voiced Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and so I commend you as a man to like just you and encouraging other men to do that because that is a voice that's needed. We need, we need that. And we need the, the freedom and the uh, permission to say like, Hey, I do it. And, and it's so helpful for me, even though I understand that it's hard Mm -hmm. and it will be so helpful for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's so good jazz. Well, Those are my homies, though. Yeah. Y'all, hey, you, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, shout out. I love that. Yeah. Now, one of the last things I kind of want to talk to you about is just really finding overall, like you, you've never been in a relationship, but you are clearly living out your life with incredible integrity and fighting for Jesus, fighting against temptations and surrounding yourself with incredible people and voices that pour into your life in a godly way. And so how does it all lead to you finding contentment in Christ in your singleness? The biggest thing for me, something that God's really been continuing to just bring up since the beginning of the year is just this truth. I was going to say concept, but it's not a concept. It's a reality like this, that what it means to abide in him. Um, that's a very Christian word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I know. Do non-Christians use the word abide? I don't think so. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but I mean, like just staying, what it means to stay grounded in Christ and knowing that he's my source, like what just learning in more complex ways, what that means as well as just simplifying it and remembering how simple it really is. Um, yeah. Thinking about John 15, yeah. um, how Jesus said, I use the analogy that talk, in talking to his disciples, and this was one of the last things he said to them before he was crucified. This was like, this was a conversation that they're having at the Last Supper, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm. But he was talking, he was saying how uh, that the Father is the vine dresser. He's the true, Jesus is the true vine, and we're his uh, branches and whoever just remains in him shall bear a lot of fruit shall be productive and there's like some caveats to that one is like productivity spiritually is different than productivity in the worldly sense like mm-hmm. bearing fruit think about the fruit of the spirit you'll have love joy peace patience you filled mm-hmm. with kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness like those things self-control will all flow out of you naturally mm-hmm. when you remain in christ Second thing is, what does remaining actually mean? Hmm. Um, for a long time, and even like still, there are times where I go back to this mindset that I think I gotta, I guess, earn my right standing with God, not work for salvation, but just just like this insecurity question that I have some at times where it's like, God, are you pleased with me? Hmm. Am I good enough for you? Am I being a good follower? Which is very real. Like, if we love Him, we'll obey His commandments. That's not to get confused with the fact that we remain as his sons and daughters. Like that doesn't yeah. change, you know, like we can ha- be secure in that, that he's always going to have this fatherly love for us, this nurturing love for us, this complete um, love for us as his kids. Like I, I love to look at dads just hanging out with their with their children 
um, like just a couple of days ago, saw a kid um, riding his scooter with his dad jogging next to him. The kid was like, this is so much fun. <laughs> dad was jogging. Like, come on, bud. Like he's jogging at a slow pace on purpose just so his son could keep up with him. Oh. And I was like, yo, I really want to understand that in my heart that like God is just so with me. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. can, in, encouraging me to come on, but he's with me right where I'm at. He's not like running ahead, like, come on, you gotta keep up. Yeah. He's like, okay, we're here. We're I'm I'm right here next to you, but like, like let's keep going. You know? Um, even when we fall down, I think we'll we try to a lot of times we'll identify with our mistakes or failures, our actions, our shame or whatever, and think we're unworthy. But God is wanting us to get up and move more than we do, <laughs> you know, like to like a, a righteous person falls and gets up or falls seven times, gets up, you know. So just remaining in Christ is really just understanding that our the foundation of our joy, the foundation of our our hope, our peace, everything, all this fruit that we bear flows from him. It doesn't come from our working or striving to earn it or like push it out. A tree doesn't have to strain itself to, an apple tree doesn't have to strain itself to produce fruit. That's just what it is. It is an apple tree. Therefore, it's going to produce apples as long, and it's in the right season as long as it stays in the ground and next to the source of water, you know? Um, Psalm 1, it would be like a tree planted by a stream of water as, as we just meditate on God's word and remain in him. Um, remember his promises and know who he is. Be mindful of him. Um, it's just going to flow out of us. So contentment and just focusing on my purpose for me starts there. And I'm learning, like trying to learn more. I'm, I'm so not perfect at it. Please don't be listening to this thinking that I got it all together or looking at my <laughs> social media like I do. Because I definitely don't. I was, matter of fact, yeah. about an hour ago, hour and a half ago, I was on the phone with my manager. Telling her how stressed out and overwhelmed I am by everything <laughs> that's going on. So, yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. But I like with that. Right after I got off the phone, like uh, one of my roommates had overheard it, and he was just like came over to the kitchen. He's like, "Hey, bro, you mind if we pray real quick? Can I pray for you?" I was like, "Yes, absolutely." Uh-huh. Community is huge, man. Um, oh man. So yeah, I'm just a dude like everybody else out here trying to serve God, love God, and just remain in Him and just be, you know. Yeah. Be, being yeah. with him. Yeah, so important. You're that's so beautiful. Like what you just said was so good. Like and if we can cling to that in our singleness, it doesn't have to be a season that's like we're just waiting for the timer to go up. You know, it can be Facts. a season where we're like, actually, the stream is nice. And actually, I if I'm a tree, yeah. I, I like the sun right here and I like my little plot of land. And, yeah. you know, like we can enjoy exactly where we are right, uh, right, right. If, if we can see it and remind ourselves that like, hey, God has a purpose for all of this and he's, mm-hmm. he is with us through all of it. And what yeah. a gift that is. And so, right. oh my God. Knowing that we're so blessed no matter yes. where or when we are mm-hmm. in life. Like yes. that is a, that is a truth of being a son or daughter of God that we are blessed wherever we are. Yeah. Yeah. Even and that doesn't we mean we're like, yo, he's with us. Yes. No. Yes. Psalm 139. Come on. Do I believe that all the time in my heart? <laughs> nope. No, I don't, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I love it. Chaz. Oh my gosh, you're so wise. You're literally you that. really Thank are. You. Thank you. Now, we can't end this interview with me not asking you 
my favorite question. So you're going to oh get it like everyone else, which is, oh boy. what is your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners about, today? About 12 nuggets from Chick-fil-A <laughs> with some sriracha and ranch sauce. Oh my gosh, 100%. Um, now I'm going to Chick-fil-A after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my final nugget of dating advice. I would say that it is to be patient and wait to stay patient. And that's, you know, like I was just saying about abiding patience is a fruit of the spirit. In other words, to put, take it out of terms that are, that can just be like, I guess we get desensitized to words like that sometimes. Um, so to put it in another way, um, it's going to be so, it, it's a lot easier to be patient when we intentionally spend time with God. Um, become, we become more eager to be patient. I found that to be true in myself. It becomes a lot easier to be joyful when I'm, you know, just taking time out to really just stop and spend time with God. And, and spending time with him doesn't mean always like reading your Bible or being on your knees in prayer and, and listening or singing songs of worship. But if he's really always with us, then that means when I'm out, driving my car, he's with me and I could be spending time with him there, just acknowledging his presence. Even when I'm playing games, when yeah. I'm talking to friends on this podcast, <laughs> um, like those quote unquote spiritual things aren't the only things that only ways that we can be filled up. God places desires. And I like playing basketball. I know there are times where I've like just gone to exercise or play ball and leaving those I've filled up like, yo, God, that was fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. being just being mindful of the ways that I can be with him and being filled up, of course, you better be getting in your word. Cause like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, why would he go through all that to make sure that we know who he is through scripture? Like, to, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. wouldn't we? Yeah. To? There are people who are in other countries dying to be able to, to have the Bible. scripture. Yeah. And we so often neglect it or write it off as like, oh, Jesus is the word. We don't need the physical word. It's the word. You know, like, I I get it. People can overemphasize scripture at times. I've definitely been that person, very legalistic and religious at times. Mm. But for real. Yeah. It's so filling. Yeah. I, and there's, again, there's so many ways to spend time with them. But I'd say like for dating advice, the best dating advice I could give in my singleness <laughs> as not having ever been in a relationship is like, yes, be patient. Cause it's so worth it to just, yeah. I, I'm, oh man, I just think about the times where I've been so just at peace and content um, during the times of my life where I'm just being intentional about being with God not always trying to do something for him, but just being, and I'm like, yo, I don't need to be married, bro. I'm good. I'm yeah. chilling. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, Chaz, so beautiful and so encouraging. Thank you for speaking so much from the heart and for having fun today with me because we had fun yeah. and we, we were real. We were all the things. Bro, I uh, needed this for real. I needed this break. Seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel I needed it too. I felt like just like you before this, I was like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm doing a million things. I have this conference coming up. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, yeah. okay, focus. This is going to be great. Yes. And I'm just yes. like, it is so cool when, you know, we're taking this moment right now to say thank you, Lord, for being 
in this presence, in this conversation. Thank you for every person listening. Like this is, we, we love moments where we can have, where Jesus, we just recognize that his presence is here, Amen. you know? Yeah. Um, if people want to um, connect with you, Chaz, and all the things, your podcast, simply put, definitely need to go check that out. And then how else can they find you? Yeah. Um, actually on Instagram, you can find everything in the link in my bio. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> link tree slash Chaz Smith. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash C-H-A-Z Smith. Um, but yeah, if you don't want to do that, just Google my name or search my <laughs> name on whatever app. I don't be on Snapchat. Snapchat's annoying. No, <laughs> never. No. Um, that's my least favorite app of oh, all time. Oh my gosh. I don't care. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Chaz Smith, YouTube, Chaz Smith, Twitter, same thing. The <laughs> ad name is like simply put Chaz, but Twitch, uh, what else? TikTok, all them joints, Facebook. Uh oh, and then the podcast is gonna be available. Oh, Spotify too, making music. Chaz oh my gosh, Smith. look at you. Everything. Uh, You're on everything, minus Snapchat. Pretty much. <laughs> Shout out to my manager and my team and everybody else who's helping me out for real, for real. Um, Seriously, it's so good. Because I would not be, oof, I'm stressed out now with them. If it, <laughs> oh boy, I don't even want to think about it. Oh no. Lord. Um, <laughs> uh, Trust yeah. me, I'm with you. I'm like, oh my goodness. I started this podcast just basically me. And now I have a team, you know, but I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, what did I do? Like back then? Like, I don't even know. I'm busy now. What's going on? All right, Jazz. Well, thank you so much. Oh, I'll be speaking oh. at the Heart of Dating Conference. Um, too. Heck yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Oh my gosh. July 25th. That's what's it's up. <laughs> so excited. And you're going to be speaking about, tell them what you're speaking about. Pornography. <laughs> oh my gosh. We gave, them a... Pornography. <laughs> we gave them a little taste today because we brought it into the combo, but you're going to go even yeah. deeper. I'm so excited. Thank you, Chaz. You're the best. Talk to you later. Hasta luego. Hey, 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 how about that episode with Chaz Smith? He is just hilarious and vulnerable all at the same time. Y'all, I just love Chaz. And I know that so many of you can relate to Chaz's story of never dating and never even being really in a true relationship. So I hope this episode was encouraging for you. Friends, don't forget that in just a few days, we are launching the Heart of Dating Conference. So I wanna make sure that you are in on this. It is going to be so incredible and truly transformative. Tell your friends, get groups together, schedule watch parties, all the things. Go ahead and visit heartofdatingconference.com and use code HODC10 for 10% off your ticket. All right, y'all, see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.